There are a number of areas in my Christian life that need regular reinforcement. If I don't get that regular encouragement in some form or another, I find myself slackening off in those areas. One of those areas is sharing my faith with others or making known the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ to others. Do you find, too, that if you are not encouraged in sharing your faith, you become more and more quiet about the Lord? This morning, from Ephesians 6, verses 19 and 20, we are going to have a lesson on making known the gospel. Last week, we looked at Ephesians 5, verses 18 through 21, and considered be filled with the Spirit. Today, once more, we will look at Ephesians 6, verses 19 and 20, and take up the subject, making known the gospel. And we will study five things that the Apostle Paul brings up about making known the gospel. Uh, the goals of our sermon of today are two, that our Lord Jesus would use these five items to encourage us in sharing our faith and to teach us how to do a better job of this. We will begin to look at these five items right after we pray. Let us pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, may the Holy Spirit take over, be in charge, and work so that the triune God is glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Our first point today from Ephesians 6, verses 19 and 20 is, notice that Paul combines making known the gospel with prayer. He writes in verse 19, pray for me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. He says again in verse 20, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Paul was wise enough to know that declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ to others is part of our spiritual warfare with Satan. It is part of our spiritual conflict with the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, the spiritual forces of evil 
in the heavenly realms. This is how making known the gospel is partially described in Acts chapter 26, verse 18. It is opening the eyes of people and turning them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Sharing the good news of Jesus Christ is nothing less than seeking to rescue people from the devil's dominion. It is nothing short of going into the enemy's kingdom and trying to take subjects out of it. Paul knew that, and so he said, pray for me. I need strength. I need wisdom. I need courage. I need endurance. In order to faithfully and fruitfully make known the gospel, I need God's power and mind and help. Pray, he said, pray for me. For what it's worth, time after time and opportunities I have had to talk to people about the Lord Jesus, I have seen that sharing the gospel with people is nothing less than doing battle with Satan. I have seen that Satan doesn't want people to become Christians, and so he opposes efforts to that end. I have also learned that prayer is absolutely essential if we are to lead people to the Lord Jesus. We need to be people of prayer if we are to be people of the gospel. Point one, Paul combines making known the gospel with prayer. Second of all, notice this morning from our text that Paul wants fearlessness. Uh, he wants fearlessness in making known the gospel. Verse 19 Pray that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Verse 20, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. The word fearlessly that Paul uses here originally denoted the democratic freedom of speech enjoyed by Greek citizens. It then came to mean outspokenness, a, a plainness of speech that conceals nothing and passes over nothing together with courage, boldness, fearlessness. Courage that conceals nothing that passes over nothing in one's speech. That is what Paul was asking for in our second point. He wanted to courageously tell people the good news of Jesus Christ passing over nothing. He didn't want to think 
to whom he was speaking and have that influence him. He didn't want to think what some negative consequences to him might be and be affected by that. He wanted to plainly tell everyone without concealing anything the truth that we are all sinners and in Christ there is deliverance full and free. The truth that all people, because of their disobedience, because of their rebellion, because of their self-centeredness, are separated from God. And in Christ, there is forgiveness and reconciliation for everyone. Paul, once again, wanted the boldness to not hold anything back, but to say the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's continue on with this idea for just a little longer. Why do you suppose that the Apostle Paul wanted this characteristic in his life for his witnessing? Why is this characteristic of fearlessness so important? Yes, we go up against Satan as we share the faith. Yes, we engage in spiritual battle. And I can think of two additional reasons. A, if we are afraid of people and let that affect our message, then our message will not be the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Can you think of times in your life when because you were afraid of a certain person, you didn't say to that person what you should have? Your words became watered down They were not the message you should have given. If the fear of people has control of us, then the true message of God will not go out from us. He prayed for fearlessness. Phillips Brooks lived in the 1800s. He was a minister. He ministered in Philadelphia for a while. He wrote the Christmas carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, and he said this to fellow ministers on one occasion, courage is an indispensable requisite of any true ministry. If you are afraid of people and a slave to their opinion, Go and do something else. Go and make shoes to fit their feet. But do not keep on all your life preaching sermons which shall say not what God sent you to declare, but what they hire you to say. Be courageous. Fearlessness because we don't want 
to water down, or we don't want to not give out the word of God in reference to Jesus Christ. And then B, if we're afraid of people, then that fear will actually drive people away with contempt and disregard for the gospel. Someone once commented, people are driven from the church not so much by hard truth that makes them uneasy as by weak nothings that make them contemptuous. Paul would teach us also today that we should ask God for courage. We go up against Satan. We don't want to water down the gospel, and we don't want Christianity to be held in contempt. We are to pray, and we are to pray for fearlessness. Let me ask you, do you think that a reason many Christians talk about sharing Christ far more than they actually do it is they lack courage. They are afraid. If you do not speak of Christ, do you think that fear could be part of your failure to regularly declare the gospel. Pray for fearlessness. Point number three. Not only do we see that Paul wanted fearlessness, he also wanted clarity. Verse 19. Pray for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me. The phrase, words may be given me, I have read, seems to refer to clarity or clearness of communication. The phrase seems to mean the same thing that Paul wrote in, in Colossians 4, verse 4. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. My friends, what is the sense of telling others about Christ if our words only confuse them? Why speak Jesus Christ to people if we only obscure Jesus Christ by muddled speech? What good will that do? If I would stand up here, if Jared would stand up here Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and talk in such a way that you would not understand us, that you would scratch your head and, and wonder, what did he say? What positive result would our messages have? Just so, if we would go out and be unclear in our verbal witness for Christ, what good will that do? And so Paul, next, was anxious to obscure nothing by muddled speech. 
He wanted to make sure that when he spoke the gospel, he did so clearly. Pray for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me. I remember taking our son Ben out to Taylor University for freshman orientation. And one of the things that happened during freshman orientation was he had to take a test, a placement test in reference to a certain subject. Take the test so they could place you accordingly. Ben told me afterwards that as he sat there and some things were said before the test, he did not understand what was being said. He said he turned to the person next to him to get some help and she shrugged her shoulders and communicated, I don't know either. Paul wrote, pray for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me. What is it that prevents Christians from having clearness of speech in reference to making known the gospel? Let me give one main reason. It is lack of knowledge. It is lack of knowledge both with the content of the gospel and how to share the gospel. And, and I'm not talking about in sharing the gospel, going and knocking on doors or standing on street corners or having to say something about Jesus every time you're with somebody. I'm talking about these opportunities that God does give us that we need to see before us and be ready to speak in reference to our Lord Jesus. But some of us here this morning might quickly admit that we're not able to plainly share the gospel. And so I ask, is it true that you are like that because you have never actually learned the gospel and given out, given out the gospel? Or are you like that because you have never taken the time to learn the gospel because other things have been more appealing to you and those other things have kept you from this spiritual exercise. I ask once again, is, is that the case for you? If we would do what God wants us to do, make known the gospel clearly, then we must learn the gospel and even go about talking about Jesus Christ. Even though we blunder, even though we're not too sure about how to do it, but, but we do it, and as we do it, we, we learn.
My friends, the gospel can be as basic as this. Four verses from Romans. Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And Romans 10.13, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It can be that basic. Four verses from Romans. In the past, I got to know uh, a lady by the name of Julie. Julie worked at a dry cleaners, and I would go somewhat regularly to the dry cleaners, and she was always there. And so we started to engage in conversation, and it got to the point where I would talk to her about spiritual things. One day, Julie asked if I would be willing to visit her husband, Dean. Would I be willing to come by the house and talk to Dean? I, of course, said yes. I went by, I visited, went by again, went by again, and it came to the point where it was time to share the gospel. And so one evening, in their kitchen, the three of us sat, and I looked at Dean, and I very specifically shared the good news of Jesus Christ with him. And he said to me, I want Jesus. I want my sins forgiven. I want to turn my life over to Jesus. And I said to Dean, well, let's, let's tell Jesus that right now. And we were getting ready to pray when Julie spoke up her very words. How about me? May I have Jesus too? And so the three of us prayed, and Dean and Julie became Christians. Now, I tell that story for this reason. Humanly speaking, that would have never happened if I didn't know the gospel and know a little bit about sharing the gospel. It would not have happened with me being there in that type of a situation. Will you commit yourself to learning the content and the how of being able to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, our next point covers this. What's our motivation? What's our motivation for taking seriously what you have heard up to this point? Well, Paul will give us the answer to that question. Our fourth point today is Paul's words about himself remind us that our motivation for sharing Christ is God has made us his ambassadors. God has made us his ambassadors. Verses 19 and 20. Pray 
that I will make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador. An ambassador is one who has been appointed to represent his king or his country to another king or country. He's, he's one who has been duly accredited to talk to others, to take important messages to others on behalf of someone else. An ambassador is one who has been commissioned to represent and speak. Paul wanted to make known the gospel because he was commissioned. He was called by God to do so. He wanted to fulfill that wonderful privilege of being an ambassador. And now, we should want to declare the good news of Jesus Christ because God has appointed us to communicate Christ to others. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the end of verse 19 and then verse 20. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Let me just read those opening words again. And God has committed you. God has committed you with the message of reconciliation. Don't look around and think about other people right now. God has committed you with the message of reconciliation. You are Christ's ambassadors. Motivation, you just heard it. We also have been called by God to speak for and in reference to the Lord Jesus. And what I want us to further take from this point is this. Making known the gospel is therefore a matter of obedience. It's a matter of a great privilege, and it's a matter of obeying God. So will we obey God? And let me leave this with you as far as this point goes. Jonah is an Old Testament person we all know about. What is it that we remember the most about Jonah besides him being swallowed by a great fish? It is his being appointed by God to do something and initially refusing to do it. Go to Nineveh and preach, he goes in the opposite direction. My friends, will we be like Jonah here in our calling by God? Or will we rather be like our Lord Jesus who said, 
My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Well, our last point this morning is this. Notice that Paul says that he is in chains for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pray that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, verse 20 now, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Two things here by way of us hearing and taking with us. A, it's good to be reminded that making known the gospel does not always meet with smiles and thank yous and acceptances of the Lord Jesus. It sometimes, it perhaps many times, results in negative responses of people staying away from us, people opposing us, people disliking us, people talking about us, people persecuting us. I think I can say that uh, when I've been at the golf course and I've been there alone, there have been people who have not wanted to play golf with me because I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor. What's he going to say to me? Paul was used by God to lead many people to Christ and to start a good number of churches. But we also read in 2 Corinthians 11 that because of Christ, he experienced flogging and imprisonment and exposure to death and danger, loss of sleep, hunger, etc., etc. It's helpful to hear once more that we will experience difficulties at times because of making known the gospel. But as someone once said years ago to me, cost what it may, it is worth the cost. And then B, a second application that I want us to take. Notice from our text that when Paul was going through uh, this particular difficult time for the gospel, what concerned him most was not that he would somehow get free of his difficulty, but that the gospel of Christ would still go forth, would still be made known by him. That's wonderful. It's not a groaning, murmuring, Paul, look at what I'm going through. It's a Paul who says, I want to see the gospel continue on. Let's pray for open doors. Let's pray for that end. When we are going through a difficult time, it's easy to focus on that difficult time rather than on the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. But Paul would say to us, last of all, finish the race. Complete the task the Lord Jesus has given you, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. 
At one point in my Christian life, I, uh, I secured a booklet by Dawson Trotman titled Born to Reproduce. Dawson Trotman was a navigator. He was also part of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And he wrote this booklet, Born to Reproduce. One of the reasons we are born again is to reproduce spiritually. Here are some points for that, or here are some points for making known the gospel. Prayer, courage, clarity, obedience, and faithfulness to God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, continue to work in our lives so that what we have just heard more and more comes about in us and through us. Oh, Heavenly Father, teach us. Teach us what we need to know in order once again to uh, share the greatest story ever told, the story of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please use this message, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen.